Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities, and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Praise the Lord. It has been an incredible season. Holy Ghost Week. Come on now. Amen. Or Holy Spirit Week. And God is doing incredible things in our midst. So I am very excited for an opportunity to share with you. And I'm sure that Pastor Emmanuel is excited as well. Yeah, I can barely hold it. <laughs> my, it's so bad that it's not even my right leg shaking. It's the left one. <laughs> The left leg is shaking. We want to say thank you to Apostle Mose and Rev Ma, yeah. Pastor Ari. Hey, come on. Thank you so much. Wow. Thank you so much for the opportunities, countless opportunities that you give us. It's because of your faith in us, in faith in God, that you have invited us into the ministry. Really, it's yeah. been... You took a risk. You took a risk on us, and uh, we are here because you took that risk. And you have edged us on. There are times when we are not all that, and uh, rather than scold us, and I know Apmo has always said this, that our leadership, um, initially our leadership me method at Worship Harvest was we throw you in the pool. If you swim, well and good. If you don't, sorry, and you are replaced. But you have been very patient with us. And we are thankful that you are making us become. Yeah. All right. Um, so as we come our nerves, we're going to take a selfie. Hey! It's not working. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. God has been saying incredible things to us this week. Yes. You know, he's been saying to us that this is an uncommon season and he has been inviting us to sow uncommon seed. Yep. Yeah? And every time you sow uncommon seed, you expect an uncommon, uncommon harvest. harvest. Yeah? That's and true. then Pastor Blesso and Pastor Solomon came and said, in fact, we are the uncommon ones. We are the seed which is being sown. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So watch this space. And watch your spaces. Because each one of you is being sown as an uncommon seed. You know, and then Apostle came and said, Arise and shine. For your, for your light, light has come. come. You know, and the glory of God is risen upon you. Incredible things are being said to us. And I hope that you are taking in all the words. Yep. Because God is doing an incredible thing in our midst. Amen. Yeah, amen. amen. And so today, we have something incredible to share with you. Amen. <laughs> So for those who are good at writing notes, 21 reasons why you should be in the ministry. Pastor <laughs> Jerry. Uh, Emmanuel will give the 20 reasons, I'll give excuse the one. Me. Excuse me. Uh, I think you, you, you sent me the wrong notes. <laughs> These are different. <laughs> All right. 
So we are going to be speaking about prospering by instruction. Yeah! And we are going to start from 2 Chronicles 20.20. We are going to read together. Okay, let's read that together. It says, So, so they, they rose early in the, in the morning, morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe his prophets, and, and you, you shall, shall prosper. 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 Amen. Now, you know, the interesting thing about this text is, this gentleman, this was like a rallying call. Yes. These guys were going into battle. And then he gives them a word, an instruction in that moment. Two things. One, believe in the Lord. Yep. Believe in the Lord. Okay? And you shall be established. And then he says, believe his prophets. God has given us a prophet over the ministry of worship true, harvest. True. Did you know that? He has given us a prophet. And he says, when you believe in his prophets, you shall prosper. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, just to take it back a little bit, to give you a context of the story. So they've got these two armies that have come to attack Israel, right? And Jehoshaphat is shaking in his pants. Because when he looks at the army, he knows they can't manage. Mm. And so he rallies these people together. And you know, when they rally you together and you're going to war, you're expecting that they're going to give you, you know, these tips that are going to cause you success. This secret, that if you go by this secret, things are going to happen. He's probably, they are hoping, maybe he's coming to tell them, you know what? The other five kings from the other kingdoms where we are friends have agreed to send people to support us. Mm. And so he starts with this line. And of course, there's anticipation and expectation that what are the prophets saying? And guess what he tells them to do? To organize the choir. Yep. <laughs> wow. <laughs> now that's a hard one to believe. Mm -hmm. yep. Prophet or not. That's a hard one to believe. I mean, the choir saw that what? Are we conducting the funeral service before? Yes. <laughs> And guess what? When these guys, I mean, the story goes on, and Jeremy's going to do a little bit more reading there. And as the story goes on, when they went to the battlefield, they found a very interesting thing had happened. The choir was necessary for a funeral service, but not theirs. Hey, come on. I like movies. <laughs> One of my favorite all-time movies one of my favorite, they are not Christian movies. Christians, movies don't get born again. <laughs> One of my favorite all-time movies is Commando. Come on, mm -hmm. tell us. At the end of Commando, so he has gone to the island and he has called for backup. Then he goes and he fights on the island. Then you know like at the end of the movie when he has rescued his daughter, he's carrying her and he's going, then the helicopters of the backup show up. Eh? And so the guy who has come to rescue asks him, anything left for us? And guess what he says? Just bodies. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> these guys 
fought amongst each other. They first fought the other army, then turned against each yeah. other and killed themselves. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. And it is thought that when they collected the loot, it was too much for them to carry home. That is prosperity. When it is beyond just your needs, but too much for you to even carry. Yeah. And, and you know, when you read the same text in the Amplified Classic Version, he says, Believe in the Lord your God and you shall be established. Believe and remain steadfast in his prophets and you shall prosper. Yeah. You see, the word believe means to accept that something is true, especially without proof. Hey. Especially without proof. Proof. When you look at all the evidence, you are losing. Yeah. Yeah. The, you are on your sick bed, and all the signs are showing. It's over. It is over. Mm. But he says, believe. Yeah. Yeah. And so he says, believe and remain steadfast to his prophets, and you shall prosper. Yeah. One of the words God gave us, I think it was early 2020, he said, be believing, not unbelieving. And there was a scripture from Luke chapter 1, verse 45, say, which says, Blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her yes. from, from the, the Lord. Lord. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Now, my question to you is, what has God been saying to you? Mm -hmm. Are you believing or unbelieving? The choice is yours. What has God been saying to us through our prophets and through our teachers this week? Hey, DFZ! Are you believing or unbelieving? Yeah. It's interesting, uh, just a fun fact here. Yeah. As I was reading this, I was reading from... Uh, uh, my big Bible, you know, there's what they call a shepherd's Bible. I learned this from Bishop Dag. Yeah. That you would ask his people to bring their Bibles and he looks and says, no, this one is not a shepherd's Bible. Yeah. There's what they call a shepherd's Bible. Yeah? Which be, beyond the text, it's got references, it's got a concordance, it's got, that's a shepherd's Bible. So get yourself a shepherd's Bible. Because you're all shepherds. Anyway, Fun fact, I found the word believe, and the, I think the, the, the Hebrew for the word believe is aman, A-M-A-N, from which we get the word amen. Mm. <laughs> so so when, you, when you say amen, what you're actually saying is, I have believed. Amen. I have believed. Amen. I have believed. I have believed. Now, you want to prosper. You want to shalak. Hey! Yeah? That's the word. Shalak. You want to prosper. He says, believe in the Lord and believe his prophets. Okay? There's another scripture we like to read from Ezra chapter 6 verse 14. Yes. And he says, so the elders of the Jews built and they prospered through the prophesying of Haggai the prophet and Zechariah the son of Edo. And they built and finished it according to the commandment of the God of Israel yeah. and according to the command of Cyrus, Darius, 
and Artaxerxes, king of Persia. They prospered according to the command of God and according to the command or the word of the prophets. I, I like what it says in, uh, I think that is NKJV. It says a very interesting thing in uh, NIV. NIV. NIV says, so the elders of the Jews continued to build and prosper under the preaching yeah. of Haggai the prophet and Zechariah the descendant of Ido. That, that the prophecy was actually a preaching an instruction, a deliverance of words. Remember, we are talking about prospering by instruction, prospering under the word of God, that when you receive the word and you believe it, then you will prosper. But if you do not receive the preaching or the word of the prophets, you will not prosper. Yeah. And so you have to, you have to consume the teachings. Yeah. I mean, Apostle has been talking about, yesterday he was talking about how he listened to a year's worth of podcasts. Yeah, Kenneth Copeland. Kenneth Copeland postcards yeah. in one month. That is eating the word literally. Yeah. And as a result of that, his, his prophecy became spot on and he started to prosper from that. Consuming, 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 consuming the word and you begin to prosper. We prosper by the consuming of the scripture, consuming of the teaching, and consuming of instruction. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Consuming of, um, you know, <laughs> I, 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 yesterday I was seated right there and, and, and I have this habit, and many of us do, of, of writing prophetic words um, that are given to us. And, and sometimes, because I like to think in pictures, I even take pictures. Yeah. Like yesterday when Apostle said it's victory night, I took a picture of him and in my note, I have a picture of Apostle and the word, it is victory night. Yeah? Yes. Yes, in my journal here. That's why I don't use <laughs> journals because I can't, yeah? But I want to share with you an instruction that we received once. So, February 10th, 2019, Early in the morning, we received an, an SMS, not an SMS, a text message uh, from Apostle Mose, a WhatsApp yeah. message. Yeah. He invited us for breakfast on a Sunday morning. <laughs> that was Pastor B3 and myself. <laughs> and that day he was coming to worship Harvest Nakawa now to teach. Formerly Kati Which was Kati Kati. Yeah. So we went and met at CJ's Lugogo. Yeah. And the instruction was, there is a hole on Kampala Road that has become available, I need you guys to go and plant <laughs> Worship Harvest downtown. Pass it, pass it, pass it. Pass it. How much time did he give you? Well, <laughs> we hoped for six months. <laughs> but we were given two weeks. And so in two weeks' time, we had to plant a church. Okay? Yeah. Now, when you're given that kind of instruction, eh, if, if you haven't received this man as a prophet, eh, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's when people say, 
God has not spoken to me. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I am waiting on God. <laughs> no, wait, wait, wait. I like this one. I like it. This is the classic one. Let me pray about it. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, two weeks later, on March 3rd, 2019, we had our first Sunday at yeah. Fido Dido. Hey, come on. Now, listen, we had 233 people on the first Sunday. Yeah? And on record on the database, we had 113 adults, 15 teenagers, and 33. <laughs> now. Uh, from, uh, from, from the adults. From the adults. <laughs> wow. So listen to this. Last Sunday, Come last on. Sunday, at Worship Harvest downtown, mm. Mm. we had 1,911 people. Can you imagine that? Now, I'm standing because everyone is standing. Why are you guys standing? Peer pressure. <laughs> On the database, 2,027 people. Now, that is without the twins that we gave birth of. Worship Harvest Chebando. With 1,000 Worship Harvest. Now, Worship Harvest Chebando planted with 1,000 people. The pastors are here. And Worship Harvest Muyenga with 400 people. But this is what blew me away. Since we heeded the instruction to plant that church, 3,694 people have come to the Lord through Worship Harvest downtown. Amen. 3,694 people. That is prospering by instruction. That even when you don't feel like it, yeah, yeah. now let me tell you, Worship Harvest Nakawa was comfortable. We had been there eight years. Come on! <laughs> First sit down. Eh? <laughs> Let's not spoil the video. Yeah? <laughs> the production people must be cra- wondering why we're standing. 3,694 children have come home. Wow. Because we said yes to the word of the prophet. Amen. Let me tell you, in a season like this, God is dishing out instruction. And your ears are open to that instruction. Are you going to obey? Or are you going to sit on that instruction? Yesterday, Apostle gave a word for businessmen. And he said, double. Yeah. Times two is coming to your business. I don't know about your businessmen, but I received the Mm word. I received it. Times two. 
And you know the thing about businessmen is very good at keeping records. Memats, articles, audited books of accounts, contracts, letters, yep. invoices, and all those other things. You need to keep a, a book of instruction yes. for your business. Yep. Yep. You need to. Because God is instructing us. God is speaking. Us. He's speaking. He's instructing us. So let's look a little bit at this thing. You, we, we, we started with um, the story of Jehoshaphat. It says, believe in the Lord and you shall be established. Established is built up. You shall be set. You shall be sorted. Yes. And then it says, believe also in the prophets and you shall prosper. You use the word shalak. Yeah. And looking for the definition of that word, it says to break forth suddenly. That, you know, believing God is going to get you to a level where you're comfortable. Believing God is going to get you to worship others. Katikati. Mm -hmm. Believing the prophets is going to move you from where you were to worship others downtown things. Amen. Yes, yes. A sudden breakthrough. Uh, I'll just give a small reference here. The movie, The Fast and the Furious. Hey, come on. So believing God is going to get you on the racetrack, speeding. Believing the prophets is going to give you nitro. Come on. Where everything around you suddenly becomes a blur. Because you are moving fast. Yeah. Yeah. Nitro is Red Bull for cars. <laughs> I just, um, you know. Now, I, now, tell us that story. So, <laughs> these things... You know, sometimes when you receive a word, you're expecting thunder and lightning and a deep voice of God. James Earl Jones. This is CNN. I can't do it. I can't. <laughs> I can't. This is. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and that, that doesn't happen. I'll give you two stories. <laughs> so, my wife and I, when we got married, our parents gifted us a house. The house came with a very interesting thing called a mortgage. Yeah? So, we, 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 we paid, we were paying, we were paying. Then at a certain point, we, we hit a, a snag and we're not able to pay all the money that was supposed to be paid and we're, lag we were lagging behind. And so the bank sent us a letter and yeah. said, yeah, uh, we are going to sell your house. That's indigestion. Yeah. And constipation. I remember I got time. the letter, called my wife, showed it to her and said, yeah, this is the status. And so uh, we got a text and she sent a text to Upmore, said, this is what's happening. <laughs> Now you expect the man of God to like shanda, pray, get you down your knees, zebra, ha, lebra, hey, shake a more. I want you to guess what he said. It is well. It is well. <laughs> <laughs> 
When so, in doubt, hey, it is well. It is well. <laughs> That's exactly what he said. And so, um, made a few phone calls. I can't give too, much, too many details because we're running out of time. But anyway, we ended up at the bank. Uh, they called the, the MD. They, so so we, we had a meeting with the MD. Yeah, with the MD. So I went, I was with my dad, and we sat down at the reception. And uh, as we were seated there, a guy shows up who my dad knows from like those days. And the guy says, oh, you know, I'm just passing through. What are you doing? He said, we have come to see the MD concerning an issue. And the guy asks, is it a legal issue? And my dad says, no, it's not legal. It's something else. And so the guy says, okay, fine. And so he walks into another office. So I'm sitting there with my dad and we're like, hmm, interesting. So he says, let me just go and ask that guy about this issue since he works in the bank. So he went and uh, talked to the guy and the guy said, uh, give me one minute. So we walked into his office. He said, give me the letter. So he takes the letter crosses over to the other side of the building and we are waiting. Meanwhile, remember, we have an appointment with the MD and they've told us to wait. They're going to call us anytime. So at that point, they call us to the other side of the building. So they put us at a table, give us coffee. By the way, when you owe the bank money, they don't give you coffee. They give you coffee when you're going for a loan. So anyway, we are seated there and as we are seated there, the guy says, I'm going to deal, talk to the the, the chief of credit control. So we're seated and a guy walks in going for a meeting in one of the offices. And he sees me and my dad sit at the table and he comes to say hi. And he introduces himself, says, I'm so-and-so, I'm from the you know, Uganda Golf Club. I am... So my dad asks, what are you doing here? And the guy says, I am the head of credit control. Meanwhile, this other guy is looking for him. They haven't met. So I said, head of credit control, this is the issue. The guy says, I ah, know, I'll take care of it. Takes the letter, walks into the office where he was going for the meeting, spends about five minutes in that office. Five minutes later, that guy, the guy we had sent from Lego, and the MD all come and sit at the table where we are. And they're like, no, uh, this thing is sorted. We are going to sort it out. Uh, whatever information was sent to you, forget it. It is null and void. Come on. It is well. You can argue as for me, I know. The reason that happened was the it word. Is it is, is well. Tell you another story. This one, I'm going to make it very brief. So, I probably told this story before. My dad was diagnosed with cancer three years ago. And uh, it was prostate cancer. So when we found out, I remember taking him for a CT scan at the hospital and the lady who did the scan looked at me and said, this is very bad. When a doctor tells you it is very bad, so when a doctor tells another doctor it is very bad, it is very bad. So we look at it and so he, uh, I take the scan and give it to my dad. He takes it to some of his colleagues to look at and uh, they say, okay, we need to stage it. So they stage it, so this is stage four because the cancer has spread, uh, surgery is out of the question. So the information just kept getting worse and worse and worse. So uh, we called up more. We went to meet him for, for, for tea, my wife and I. <laughs> and uh, we're seated across the table from him. And you would expect you know, people to sympathize with you at that point and get down in the pit with you. 
and he looks across the table from us and says, give thanks. We took that word and ran with it. As I speak now, my dad is cancer free. Um, this is the thing at a certain point um, he went back with his results to his doctors because they had to meet as a panel because to sort out his results and you know they went and sat with him and the doctor confessed later he said that you see when we're treating cancer there are things we look at do we want to prolong do we want to give palliative care make you comfortable as we wait for you to die. Do we want to prolong life? Right? I don't remember what the third one was. But the doctor confessed that all the treatment they gave him was palliative care. Yeah. As in, make you comfortable. As till if you, we are till, doing something. But we know, yeah, we know where this thing is going. Today, Amen. He's totally cancer-free. Amen. Hallelujah. We received an instruction from the prophet, the apostle that God gave to us. We hung on to it, we believed it, and we followed the instruction. And we Amen. saw prosperity. Amen. That no man, no amount of money Amen. under the sun could be able to give us. Amen. You know, I was looking through the instructions we've been receiving and I saw something very interesting. Word Alive 2019. Yes. On, the, on July 23rd, Apostle gave a word and he said, God is digging up wells of prayer and rebuilding altars of prayer. He is calling us to be spiritual high flyers. Yeah. 2019 word alive all right that's over two years ago another word <laughs> this one was an interesting one i remember but i wrote it down december 14th 2019 on the location pastors group a mighty harvest of souls miracles and financial breakthrough let those who have ears to hear here, there is a sound of victory. Yeah. Wait on the Lord. Uh, now, how many souls did we have in 2019? 500. 530. Yeah, that's after we've pulled out all the... <laughs> all tricks. All the tricks. <laughs> but in that season, God gave us a word, a mighty harvest of souls. And we've been told it's only the beginning. God is clearing his voice. He oh, hasn't yeah. yet started to <laughs> sing. <laughs> you know, I went through a season last year, very interesting, one more story. Um, I could not sleep. I would like sleep like one and a half hours, then I would wake up like a gecko. <laughs> a night like this. Wow. Wow. And I would be so tired, but so awake. 
And so I would get up and go and pray. And one of those mornings, August the 13th, 2020, at 1.53 a.m. <laughs> I remember, you know. You know those times when you're praying and you kind of have your phone, <laughs> you know. And then I receive a message from Apostle. And the message says, protect the asset, you. And I was like, wow, I think Apostle is telling me to go back to sleep. (laughs) Go back to bed. (laughs) You know. And I didn't know that in that season, God was preparing me for loss that was coming. And I'm telling you, I would get up, I would be praying from around about 2 a.m. to 5 a.m. Consistently. Like the sleep would come in the afternoon at work the next day. Wow. That's when I would, (laughs) you know. But I went through a season of prayer and I discovered later on in the year that God was building me up for something that was coming. So November, my brother is diagnosed with cancer. Now, my story does not end like yours. (laughs) But two weeks and he was out. And a series of tragedies after that. But God had protected the yeah. asset yeah. with a word from the apostle. Yeah. And I can tell you that there are things you go through in life that can take you out. Yeah. But God goes ahead of you. He gives you a man, a man to prepare you. A woman for where to you prepare are. you. Yeah. That's Apostle Mose for us. Yeah. 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 So I guess the question here is, do you recognize the man that God has given you? And if you do, how do you respond to that? You know, the disciples, the disciples are fishing. So you've got Peter, a professional fisherman. And there he is, He's been fishing all night and he's caught nothing. And then Jesus, a carpenter, comes to him. I know this thing people say, don't tell me how to do my job. I won't tell you how to do yours. And Jesus comes and says to him, says that, cast your net. What is it? And Simon Peter answered, Teacher comes and said, cast your net. And Simon Peter answered, Master, we toiled all night exhaustingly and caught nothing in our nets but on the ground of your word I will lower the nets again the fisherman the professional fisherman took a word from a carpenter because he recognized that though he may have been defined and described as a carpenter this was a man whom God had sent to him. And believing him, he cast the net and he caught so much fish that they had to call their friends to help them haul in the harvest. It was too much for them to carry. We've heard that before. Too much for you to carry. Yeah. On the ground of your what? Yes. Just because you have said it, I will do it. Yeah? Yeah. Just, it defies all logic. I've been fishing all night. No, I've been fishing for all my life. True. I know this lake. I know where the fish is. 
But just because you've said it on the ground of your word, I will obey. And that's what God is saying to us, Worship Harvest, that the instructions that he's giving us in this season, and I hope that we are hearing and we are receiving and we are obeying, because discipleship is about teaching for obedience, not teaching for beautiful notes in your notebook, but it's about teaching for obedience. And when God wants to move you, he sends you a man. When he wants to push you into your destiny, he sends you a man, he sends you a woman, he sends you, you know, a word through a person because the word of God does not exist. It doesn't exist in in a vacuum. Mm. You know? I think it's Bishop Doug Howard Mills who said, God gives every person a man. Yeah. And so you have to be wise enough to recognize, Apostles talked about Bishop Doug and how Bishop Doug, through his teachings, has helped this ministry prosper incredibly. Incredibly. And so for me, I need to be attentive to what God is saying to us and to me through the prophet he has given to us. True, true. I must be open for instruction. Nowadays when I'm writing notes, I'm writing instructions. Instructions. Because today and throughout this week, we've received lots of instruction. Yeah. Instruction exists for you to obey. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 1, in the Amplified Version, says, A wise son heeds and is the fruit of his father's instruction and correction. But a scoffer listens not to rebuke. rebuke. Instruction. Instruction. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome with me this amazing lady here. Even as we prepare to conclude this, Pastor V3, you're most welcome. So I guess the big question at the end of the day is, now what? How do we take this information? How do we deal with it? And I remember Pastor Jeremy and Pastor B3 sharing with us that they listen to apostles' teachings when they're going to bed, when they're in the car, when they are moving. Why? because they recognize that that is the man who God has sent to them. And we've adopted the same thing. It's an instruction my wife gave in the house. She said, look, before you start playing anyone's voice in this house, in the morning, we want to hear our apostle's voice. Hey. Come on. So in the same way that Apostle listened, he binge listened to Doug, Bishop Doug, he binge listened to Brother Kenneth Copeland. For us, he's the man that God has sent us. We binge listen to him. You have podcasts. You podcast up on uh, the iPhone. You've got uh, Podbean on your Android phone. You've got YouTube. And the sermons are all there. You've got SoundCloud. If I were you, I would listen. Yesterday, Apostle said something that was very catchy. He said that he wakes me up, he awakens me every morning, morning by morning, to hear. To hear. That the more you hear, because the hearing happens more often, it's every morning, so that you can have a word to speak in season. 
the words to speak are seasonal, but the hearing is every morning. Every if I day. were you, I would listen more and more and more and more and more. Yep. Wow. Worship harvest. Come on. What a word. A word in season. Pastor Dr. Emma and Pastor Jeremy. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's been so clear, very unrushed, and the testimonies after testimony after testimony that we know, we know the things you're talking about have really strengthened the word that we have had today. Thank you so much. I really feel like you can't walk away today and wonder what is being spoken about. <laughs> it's not possible. But, and, for, and for many of us, there's specific things that the Holy Spirit has been pointing out as always, as we're hearing these men of God teaching about prospering by instruction. Although we still want the 21 reasons where you started. <laughs> but you know, a couple of times, if you remember worship harvest, Apostle Mose um, has come here and spoken about a certain man of God. A man of God that has um, told him over and over and over and over and over that the real thing is coming. Hey, Do you remember that man of hey, God? Yeah. Hey, yeah. Reverend Bamtunji. <laughs> Reverend Bamtunji is in the house. Allow us, allow us, Reverend Bamtunjide. We are going to honor you. Why? For a couple of years, you met our apostle. And in his own words, he says that you would always say to him, one, I don't know what you called him, but you'd say, I'm praying for you. And I know your intensity. I see it. I see you in my head. I see him touching him and saying, I'm praying for you. And then you'd say, the real thing is not this one. And you know, at that point, we were really, according to us, we're successful. Hey. <laughs> like, well, like, if this is not the real thing, then what are you talking about? The thing looked so good. But you kept telling him every single time you met him, I'm praying for you. The real thing is not this one. And you would say, the real thing is coming. The real thing is coming. And he would keep telling us and we would wonder, what does he see? Which real thing? For us, we're in the real thing. But Reverend Bamtunje. We believe that what we are experiencing right now and what is to come is a bit of what you have kept saying yeah. over the years. Thank you for speaking the words of God to our apostle. Thank you for speaking those words over and over and over, even when we thought we were, we were seeing the real thing. And because you planted that in his heart, I believe he kept waiting to see, Lord, and believing, Lord, what is the real thing that you're bringing? So we honor you as a prophet that has prophesied over this house. And look what the Lord is doing. It is happening. It is beginning. <laughs> we honor you, Reverend Bamtunje. Yeah. You know what? I love some of the, the, you know, most of the scriptures that you guys shared. But I like that Ezra scripture. And I like that the, the two versions that it came in. 
One in NKJV first of all says that the elders of Israel built and they prophet and they prospered through the prophesying of Haggai the prophet. They prospered. Basically, the, you can build and not prosper. You've seen those buildings. <laughs> you start out with the plan, with the what. You know how it ends. And sometimes, I remember recently, Apostle saying, you don't need a connection. We said, what you, don't, what you need? Because sometimes some of us are praying for a co divine connection. And he said, what you, it's not that you need another connection. It's not that you need another, you know, it's like you think you need another degree, another master's, another diploma, another, maybe to move countries. Maybe you need a word from the Lord. Prosperity is by the word of the Lord. His word can be upon you and you walk into an interview and you look like the underdog. In fact, that boy who have come for the interview with you look like they even know the interviewee and they are doing this just for just. And they are more qualified. You don't need qualification. You don't need, you just walk in and these people, they don't know why, but you, the interviewers are like, there's something about that young woman. We don't know why, but we think they need, what they don't know is that the word has been working and it must come to pass. Yep. So when you step in there, the job must be yours by the word of the Lord. And that's why we must esteem God's word. But I, let's do the other version because it said something interesting. They said, the elders of the Jews continued to build and prosper under the preaching of Haggai, the prophet, and yeah. Zechariah, the descendant. And they finished building the temple according to the command of God of Israel. Yeah. You realize that the command of God comes through the mouth of the preacher? Yeah. 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 Do you know that many times there are prophetic words being given without apostles stopping? Word that is heard seems to be the one that has the power more than the word that is read. Yeah. In Romans 10, 17, I like to read it this way. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. I know you like to read it. So then faith comes by hearing and then hearing comes by the word of the Lord. Okay. I believe that faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. Because you know what? These are entry points into our heart. Many of us are doing great at reading, but we are not doing great at hearing. And therefore, we find that we struggle because the prosperity seems to come by the spoken word and God speaks his word through his prophets. Yes. So we seem to only, he says, you believe the Lord your God, you'll be established yes. through the written word. Yep. But there's the next level yeah. when God wants to suddenly prosper you, sudden breakthrough, he sends a man. Yep. He sends a woman yep. with a word. But what I then quote as you guys were teaching, because all the things you said, Pastor Emma, here you are, you send apostle, and let me tell you, all the people who know apostle, you see how they all replied, they, they were not there in their SMS, they knew, we've all done it, you send your thing, the sky is falling, the people are dying, the blood is a lot, everyone is dying, in fact, but there's a massacre, what, 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 hey, three pages, it is well, it can be so annoying, rejoice, rejoice yes. you're like, what do you mean rejoice, 
do you understand? Then you feel like you need to sit him down and help him. Maybe you don't understand what I mean actually. Do you want to seem to see how bad you the situation the voice is? Not. Eh? Send send a voice voice note. You send a voice note. I think he didn't understand the SMS <laughs> while you are crying. Actually, what I mean? It is well. Rejoice. Actually, there you will get rejoice because you're crying. Yeah. First of all, God puts his words in the mouth of the prophet, but here is the thing. The word of the Lord through the prophet does not have to appeal to your emotions. <laughs> Do you think that Jehoshaphat felt emotionally attached to the word to send a choir? <laughs> The, the singers, as a man singers. of war Even I think it was what about if you were the singer and they are putting you in front <laughs> I feel detached you I feel very detached very emotionally detached. from that instruction <laughs> guys imagine they were being attacked by three serious armies imagine that Russia is attacking Uganda and America and who China big superpowers that they are coming to attack Uganda and the president gets on national TV and says, we have prayed and um, that, we would like worship Lord. harvest ministries. <laughs> <laughs> the choir uh, to lead the battle song. Hey, we are going. We are going. Let me tell you something. <laughs> we might be on using our passports for another going altogether. No, no, because no. Because you're like, them. has he lost his mind? We send them Apple Music. You send them Apple Music. We have recordings. Because it doesn't make sense that when three superpowers come to attack you, your battle strategy is music. Is singing? Like, have you really lost your mind? And I think that's what our problem is. Many of us, when you come to your pastor with the issue, you want them to come down to the problem. Instead, they give you a word to rise up to, to where God is and where he's operating yes. and you get offended and therefore you dismiss the word of the Lord. Because we think that the people who love us are supposed to soothe. Love means soothing. You come and you say the problem and then the pastor says, oh, that's so bad. I'm so sorry. What are we going to do? Really? Oh. And then the pastor turns and tells you, Rejoice. And you're like, this is for unfeeding. Let me read one scripture for you. In the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 14, it says, But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Yeah. Yes. The natural man can, does not receive the things of the Spirit of God for they are foolishness to him. Nor can he know them. It's foolish to take a choir in front of an army when, they are, when you're being attacked. It's foolish to tell me to rejoice. Uh, no, to give thanks when the bank is trying to sell my house. Give thanks for what? That it's being sold. It's foolish to hear someone say it is well when your father has been diagnosed with stage and this is a medical doctor and not just a normal medical doctor. A senior medical doctor with his son who is also a senior medical doctor and they've got a report and when the doctor comes to, a senior medical doctor comes to tell you on behalf of another senior medical doctor about a medical report. It is a senior problem. True. 
Your response cannot be it is well. You say, let me come and visit. I mean, do something. Show cause that you understand. But your response is it is well. Then you continue other conversations. Spiritual things. When you understand that it is settled, but now, friends, you and I must receive the word of the prophet for us to prosper by it. Yes. Not be offended at it, but receive it so that we can prosper by it. Yeah. When I remember a young woman coming to me and she had had two miscarriages. And the strangest thought came to me and I knew it had to be the Spirit of God. Do you know what I asked her and what I had the Spirit of God ask me? <laughs> Have you been tithing regularly? Oh what, what thoughts are going through your mind? How oh is tithe oh and my miscarriage? And the, the young woman is here and she told me actually no. I said, all I hear is you've opened the door to the devourer. Yeah. Start tithing regularly and you'll not lose another child. Thank God she was not offended. Yeah. She started tithing. About three months later, she was expecting and she gave birth to a beautiful baby girl. Wow. Another person would have said, are you saying I'm buying a child from God? Oh, if yeah. he wants to do that, he can keep it. I don't know. No, that's what the Holy Spirit said to me. These pastors just want our money. These pastors just want, like, what is, how can you tell me? I'm st- right now, I have a loss, and you're telling me tithe? Okay. The carnal, the natural man does I not receive the things of the Spirit of God. They are foolishness. He can't even know them. He will dismiss them. Why? They are spiritually discerned. But you see the verses before talk about how we have received the Spirit of God. Yeah. Yeah. Who helps us to know the things that have. So, friends. Really? Did you hear the last scripture they read in Luke 5, 5? Peter, a man, some of you are businessmen. Your pastor does not run any business. But when he gives you instruction, you dismiss it because you're like, what business do they know? Peter took a chance. Simon Peter was a fisherman. And he answered and said, Master, look, I want you to first understand we have toiled all night exhaustingly. We, We have caught nothing, okay? says, but on the ground of your word. He doesn't say, I will just lower my net. I will lower it again. Sometimes the word that has come is something that has come over and over. You've done it and done it and done it. And then the man of God tells you to do it, do it again. again. <laughs> and you're like, I've tried that thing already, yeah. man of God. It doesn't. In fact, when they come to tell you that prophetic word, you get annoyed. Yeah. Because you're like, yeah, they told us that no, thing. Like we tried it. it did not, yeah. You're not anointed. It seems you're not anointed, man of God, because I've tried that thing. But you know, if you tremble at God's word, you and I will get to the point where we say, at the ground of your word, I am an experienced person, but at the ground of your word, I will do it again. And that time when they did it again by the word of the prophet, what happened? They caught so much fish and they were at the point of breaking. That is sudden breakthrough. God wants us to experience sudden breakthrough but we must be willing to become spiritual men and women who compare spiritual things with spiritual Spiritual not spiritual things with natural not our experience but to understand this is a man of God a woman of God speaking to me I receive the word of the prophet that is in line with God's word and I will do it again one more time that's even wrong English but you understand that I will do it again at your word yeah And who knows, maybe that's the 17th time. And then you will experience sudden breakthrough. Amen. Amen. Can you help me appreciate these men of God one more time?
Wow! What is Jesus saying to you? What are you going to do about it? Those of you watching us, or you're here in the room and you've never made Jesus Lord of your life, just say yes today. I'd like you to simply pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, today I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Take my life and do something significant with it. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, you are born again. It's so simple. And we'd like to walk with you. There's a number on your screen. Send us a message. Let us know that today you have come home and we will walk with you. We'll see you again at 5 p.m. East African time on all the channels and here in the room. If you can join us, we look forward to hanging out with you. But for now, we are back into prayer mode. So get back into your prayer closet. Get back into reviewing the words that God has spoken to you over time and taking action on those instructions. You are blessed. See you later at 5 p.m. Bye. for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.